And just as we dive into this message, if you guys would just pray with me together, because I think, you know, this, we can't do this in our own strength. We need, we need the grace of God. So let's just, if you guys will just pray with me um, just for a minute. Loving God, God of grace, God of compassion, we just pray to you together. We admit that our picture of you is, is very limited. Um, I pray that this morning, God, that you would just... I pray for a new humility just to fill our hearts. I thank you, God, that now is a time when more and more of reality is being seen. We're seeing more... We're seeing more of the world. We're seeing more of people. We're hearing more of the stories of people that used to be on the other side of the world and we're connected. God, I pray for my friends in here, every man and woman. Would you help us to be set free from bitterness, from cynicism? I just pray for a softness to come over our hearts this morning, God a humility, a hunger to learn. And just as we talk about this, somehow we could be set free this morning in a significant way. And um, we just ask these things um, in your holy name. Amen. So it's, it's a little heavy, but um, this, this message started out for me um, kind of in a funny way. When I was, uh, I was washing windows the other week, I'm a window washer by, by day, pastor by night, just kidding, <laughs> have, my, have my side gigs. Um, I was out washing windows, and uh, you know, I pulled up to this house, I was out in Heber, and I, uh, I have this long pole that can reach anything, and people are always really impressed by this thing, and uh, the customer comes out, and she's like, that, pic- that window is my most important window but it's pretty high. Can you get it? I'm like, of course. That's what I do. You know, I wouldn't be here if I couldn't get it. And she's like, okay, okay. And she goes inside and I'm setting up my pole and setting up my stuff. And I have these tanks and then I have my extension pole with the brush and water goes up there. And so I'm just, I'm scrubbing this window. And I'm, I'm just scrubbing this window, like super scrubbing because she's watching me. I could see her. She was like inside the house, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, this is starting to bother me. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, 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 scrubbing that thing. And, and I like look at her and she's like, you know, pointing out somewhere here. So I'm working it, working it, putting a little extra time. I'm like, dude, I got to move on from this window. doesn't matter how close she's looking. If she's not pleased, it's impossible. So I, d- I did my best. I moved on, and as I'm going around the house, all of a sudden, um, I could still see the front porch. All of a sudden, the door opens super fast, like, boom, and she runs out with a hand on her hip, like this, and she points at me. <laughs> she points right at me, and she's like, she's like, hey, and as soon as she, like, yells at me like that, you know, 
I could tell she's offended by something, and it obviously has something to do with me. And so whenever I encounter, you know, if somebody's offended, there's something crazy about offense, how her offense then made me offended, and now I'm about to blast back and offend her more, and then she's going to offend me. And I know this cycle. I've done this. I've fallen in this trap so many times. So I was just like, don't, don't react. Don't react. She's like, hey. She's like, hey, are you going to grab a towel and go up and wipe up that mess? I was like, what happened to a nice customer in the driveway? I'm like, so she yells this at me, and um, instead of getting really offended, immediately I start to feel a, a sense of satisfaction because I know that by the time I'm done explaining myself, she, she's not only going to be not offended, she's going she's gonna to thank me for that mess. She's going to thank me because what she didn't know is what's in the water, what she thought, she thought it was a mess. She didn't, re- she didn't, if she would have just asked me one more question, you know, instead of saying, hey, no, 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 what if she just went, so what's in the water? <laughs> she didn't. And then I, I kind of, you know, I started explaining to her and all this stuff, and I was like so happy because I, I love seeing her face go from like extremely offended, angry, to like, oh, that's awesome, it's there then. And I was like, okay. And then as I walked around the house, I'm like, that's the title of my message. It's in the water. It's in the water. It was like, pfft, revelation moment. And so that's, that's where we're going is um, another way to say it, it's in the mess. It's in the mess. It's baked into it. It's all, it's all into it. So let's just... Just kind of follow me just for, for a few minutes. Um, when, when Jesus taught about the world, he, he talked about an invisible, it's, to the eye it's invisible, but a very powerful but unnoticeable force. And um, he said there this twice. So he, he looked out and he talked about how um, what he called it and how our English translated it was that uh, there's two kinds of yeast. You guys have heard this. And there's two kinds of yeast. And I was like, wait, hold on. What is yeast? Why would he say that? Do you guys know what yeast is? You know what yeast is, obviously. It makes our bread and delicious Thanksgiving food and beer and kombucha. And what else is yeast, yeast used for? You know? Um, kimchi, anything, anything fermented, right? Because it, it, it's a fermenting agent. So Jesus stood up in front of tons of people, and he said, check out the yeast. And there were two different kinds. So my question is, is the yeast good or bad? You know? And so just with his analogy, is yeast good or bad? Because also, did you know that yeast can uh, really cause some serious diseases? You knew that. Obvious. But the same yeast that we use to make delicious things, there's little tweaks, can also really mess you up. But a healthy balance of yeast with a healthy balance, it actually creates your digestive system so that you can absorb vitamins and, you know, it's, yeast is critical. Is it good or bad? Both. That's my, one of my other favorite phrases up here. 
It's both. <laughs> yeast is a good thing and it's a bad thing. Did you know that yeast is actually helping doctors um, um, pursue a, 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 a cure for breast cancer? Yeast. Yeast kills people, it also saves people. And Jesus stands up and says, there's two types of yeast. This is the first type of yeast. Luke 12. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered, I just love this. It's like Jesus' big moment. There's tons of people ready. The yeast! The yeast! It's like, what? That's your message? Isn't there something better to say? (laughs) But it's actually really deep and amazing Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, everybody just wants to hear what the man is going to say. Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, and he starts his teaching that, um, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. How many of you guys have heard this? This is pretty, pretty straight up. The first yeast Jesus talks about is, is hypocrisy. Um, I, I think there's a better word translation for hypocrisy that just makes more sense uh, to me, but it means actor. Watch out for the yeast. There's this subtle, it's almost contagious. It spreads, you know, it ferments, it grows. It, it feeds on certain, you know, things. It feeds and it, it grows. And it's this thing of, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn you into an actor. It's going to make you an actor. Um, it's going to make you think you need to wear a mask. You know, watch out. Watch out for this thing because it's very powerful. You're not going to notice it. You know, yeast, you don't really notice it until you see the after effect. Like, oh yeah, there's good yeast in that bread or not, but it already got you by the time you tell. It's going to make you want to wear a mask. It's going to make you want to be somebody you aren't. You're not. It's going to make you feel pressure like to, to appear a certain way on the outside. And then it's going to make, because we feel a pressure to look good on the outside, we're going to spend all of our resources on the outside. You know? We're going to try to make ourselves happy by the appearance. By the, it doesn't matter the engine. In the, we got to have the right look. We got to you know, and um, it's insidious. It, 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 it's the thing that Jesus wanted to talk about when everybody was there to listen. Appearance. Watch out for this. And I want to tell there's something inside of us that is, it, it like, it's, it's soul mission. There's something inside of you. Its sole mission is to eliminate anything that could be humiliating or negative so that you look good. There's a part of you that is using a lot of your energy to make sure there is nothing in your life that is going to look weak. Because you can't look weak. can't look weak. Got to be strong. Got to be knowledgeable. And you guys, it's funny how I think this is worse in America. This is a thick part of American culture. I didn't notice it until I started traveling around, until I started to hang out with people from other countries, and they would tell me, yeah, you know, I'm not very good at this. I just enjoy it. I'm just like, I've never heard anybody say that before. 
Like in high school in Salt Lake City, everybody's like, yeah, I play football. You know, it's like you have to flex when you say it. You know, you have to be the best. Otherwise, you might as well quit, right? If you're not the best at something, is it worthy of doing it? Obviously not in America. <laughs> it's so funny. We have this, it's intense, you guys. Most, I'd say, I don't know, all of us are different. But here's a question for you. How much of your mental energy goes to your appearance? And it's a trap. Because Jesus says, you can wash the outside of the cup all day long. But inside... Dead, you know. He he, gives, he talks about washing dishes. I love Jesus's analogies; they're so simple. Washing dishes, or even a casket. Some Jesus stood in front of people and he said, "Man, your guys is, your guys' appearance looks really good on the outside. Inside, you're dead. You look real good on Sunday morning. Inside, you're dead. This is a thick part of religion. I know." I know for a fact, um, you know, we come, we smile, but I didn't share, I didn't share with you guys what's really, what, how I'm really feeling, you know, I kept up appearance pretty good, and here's a, it's just going to drain you out, it's going to drain you out, we're all, who, who all in here is free from being an actor, <laughs> Dude, we make the best money in the country by being a really good actor. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm reading Will Smith's new book. I told some of you guys. It's so good. I'm not going to you know, endorse it all, but you know a big part of it? Will says, Will Smith, he said in his book, he, he pretty much achieved everything he could through acting and the appearance. And he's leaving. <laughs> it's crazy. He's leaving the sandbox. And you know what his new pursuit in life is? I want to be real. <laughs> Keeping up this appearance of Will Smith wore him out. Will Smith, you know, he talks about in his book, all you guys know me as, you know, alien killing, you know, cracking jokes all the time, super cool. Will Smith, you know the first sentence of Will Smith's book? caught my attention so fast. The first chapter, first sentence of Will's book. Has anybody read it? I recommend. He says, all my life, I have felt like a coward, period. First sentence, first chapter in Will Smith's book. He said, he's ripping off the mask. He's over it. He's done. He's done. It got him a lot, but it didn't fill him. You know, and the funny thing is that we can say that as Christians and feel real justified in our beliefs, but how many of us are, are doing the same thing? You know, we're like, see, Will Smith is he's he's affirming, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, but we're doing the same thing. <laughs> we're doing the exact same thing. I wonder how many of us. How many of us in here have left the sandbox of appearance and accolades and climbing? And you kind of tilt over into this next phase where you actually want to go downward. 
You want to go weak. I loved last week. Last week, church service. Can I say this? I loved and hated last week. (laughs) Our church service. Because we came with nothing. It was very, in a sense, I was a little bit humiliated. You know, just like, because I want to have the show. I want to do the show. I want to have it all polished. I want to crack the joke. I want to, you know. Last week, what we did... You know, Gordy went around with the mic, and it started off with Paula Sharon. That was amazing. That was amazing. You know, pass it around, hearing from the young guys, older guys. There's part of us that loves that. There's part of us that it just wants to feast on the, you know, part of us that hates it. And there's, there comes a time in life where you've pretty much eaten it up. And you're finally ready. I would love to tell you guys, yeah, man, I left the sandbox. I I think I'm trapped in it. (laughs) Honestly. Like, I would love to be free. You know? Looking pretty fresh today. (laughs) So who cares, man? I don't know. It's anyways, let's just keep moving on a little bit. Just the second yeast. Anybody know what the second yeast is? Is yeast good or bad? It's a fungus that is good and bad. <laughs> the second yeast, um, Luke 13, verse 18 through 21. Um, now Jesus is going to talk about a reality that is going to take over. Jesus was asked, what's the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? And Jesus says, it's like a mustard seed, like this tiny little insignificant looking thing, which a man took, planted his garden, then it grew, became a tree. But then the birds perched, and you know, it says in different ways, but all these animals could come and find shade and find a home. They found protection, they found their home. He keeps going, next verse. Again, he asked, ah, what can I compare this kingdom? You know, the kingdom... The kingdom, I'm, I'm, try, I'm still trying to define it. I've been talking about it for years. Me and Darren have been talking about it for years. Like the kingdom, it's all about the kingdom. The king, what's the kingdom? I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the kingdom, but at least what I can get of it is it's the place where joy is full. It's the place where healing happens. It's the place where love flourishes. It's a place where there's peace. It's a place where... Mountains are moved. You know, ashes are somehow transformed into something beautiful. It's a place that is here. It's, it's already happening here, but it's not, it hasn't taken over yet. But Jesus is trying to, he's like, how do, where, how do I talk about this reality where love is going to take over? Love is going to win. How do I talk about it? And he says, it's like yeast. <laughs> It's the yeast again. He brings it up. I'm like, it's just so funny. He wants to use like a fungus to talk about the most amazing thing in the whole world. Isn't that a beautiful paradox? Jesus uses a bacteria to talk about the most beautiful reality in all of existence. (laughs) It's so awesome. It's like yeast that a woman took. You know, this tiny little almost invisible thing. 
60 pounds of flour. She just put it, she put this little yeast in 60 pounds. And then it works its way through the whole thing. So there was this, there's this vision that Jesus has of reality. Where he, he, I would say it's a knowledge. Jesus knows everything's going to work out. You know, and maybe somebody just needs to hear that this morning. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. That's how God viewed the whole story. And here's the crazy part. Abby, put up Luke 19, verse 41. This is the same time. And remember, I just want to, we're talking about authenticity, right? And transparency, not needing to put a mask on, not needing to, to lie about our lives. And this is what I love about Jesus. He has this intense belief, knowledge. It's all going to work out. Well, at the same time, he doesn't need to pretend things aren't bad. Right here, Jesus says things are about to fall apart. As he approached Jerusalem, this is before, this is as he was going into Jerusalem for the last time. As he approached Jerusalem, saw the city, he wept, you know, just right there. Dude, like the leader of leaders, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he just breaks down and cries. You know, I remember the first time I saw, like, my basketball coach cry, <laughs> you know? Like, let's just keep going. How many of us are ashamed to cry and to be seen crying? It's crazy. I've been to a lot of funerals. Every single funeral, somebody apologizes for crying. Why? It's death, you know? No, we got to celebrate. It's like, yeah, we celebrate, you know, and we, we have that vision too. But this sucks. There's pain. We don't need to pretend. You know, one of the things we got to do, I'm just going to quote the master, Jay-Z himself. <laughs> I'm serious. He, Jay-Z, how many of you guys know who Jay-Z is? Sorry to quote him in church, but you, you, you'll, you'll be stoked once I tell you. Jay-Z says... It's easy. I'm just going to try to remember it. He says, no, no, the pain is real. Hold on. I'm not going to wrap up here. Real. I can try, but no. We know the pain is real, but you can't heal what you don't reveal. We know the pain is real. You can't heal what you don't reveal. If you're always keeping up a mask, you are not growing not. If you feel like you always have to appear strong, you're stuck. You're going to end up empty. It doesn't work. Jesus says, if you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but you don't want it, he gets it, but it's now hidden from your eyes. For a lot of reasons, 
There's something in us that will make you blind. The days will come upon you, and this one, Jesus, is real. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you, hem you in on every side. Look at this. Look what Jesus, this is not hopeful stuff. They will dash you to the ground, and you and the children within your walls, they will not leave one stone on another because you didn't recognize the time of God's coming to you like this. I'm just going to, he's going to be honest. There's one more verse. This just kind of summarizes, you know, Jesus just drops the hammer. When you see all these things happening, um, you'll know the kingdom of, no, that's not the verse. Dang it. I'm just going to read it to you guys. Um, Jesus says, I'm just going to tell you, this is in Luke 21. You can read it. There is a lot of very horrific things. And Jesus just caps it off by saying, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. Your country is about to get smashed. Your family is going to be ripped apart. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, so God is in, in, the, in the human experience. He knows in a, in a number of years, in about 30 years, an army is coming to just wreck this place. He knows it. So any good leader would, uh, would start rallying troops. Let's get some money. Let's build a wall. I'm not referencing anything right there. Just saying in this particular story, <laughs> let's build a wall. Let's get safe. That's what I'm saying. It's a good thing. Let's get safe. Let's start a campaign. Let's stop this. Jesus knows your life is about to get wrecked. Dude, and just put up Revelation 11.15. But even with, or I, I don't know if because of that or with that, I don't know how to talk about it yet. This is in Revelation, the seventh angel sounded his trumpet. This is what, when Jesus looked at Jerusalem, he didn't see smoke and fire and destruction. He said it's going to come to this point. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven which said, the kingdom of this world, it's talking about this world, has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign here forever and ever. It's baked into it. The mission of God is not to prevent us from pain. It's not. It never has been. The mission of God is not to make you rich. It can include that. It's fine. But that's not the mission. How many, how many, dude, I have felt so discouraged when failure happens in my life. When, when one of my best relationships breaks. When someone leaves. When someone dies. You know, there's... I've lost heart. I have said to God, I don't believe in you anymore because this happened. You know what Jesus says, I think? I think he's crying right there with us. Because it's in the water. <laughs> it's all baked in, into this experience. The pain. The weakness. The powerlessness. The... The success, the accolades, the up, the down, 
the, the amazing Christmas, the Christmas that is so terrible that you think you're going to become Scrooge himself. <laughs> How many of you guys have felt like the Grinch and your heart just shrunk like three sizes? Totally. All that is leading. It's going to produce. It's, it's going to be okay. Through the divorce, through the mistakes, you can never get, you can never make right. You'll never get that second chance at that. It's okay. This is, this is the kingdom of God. It's, it's kind of like so yeast. It, it, it's a single cell, but it finds something and it eats it and then it transforms it. It's so like fermentation, you know, it's, it eats the sugar and then eventually it can become like wine or, you know, something awesome. This is, the kingdom is at work in you, in your life. It's almost like even the pain is sugar for it. Even the failure is sugar for it. You know, none of you guys needs to go back and redo something. I hope we all can learn from it, you know. I hope we're not making the same mistake over and over and over. But we don't need to go back. It's all in the water. It's all baked into it. It's being fermented. It's the yeast, man. The yeast is the hope of the world. You know, it is the hopeful message of the world. It eats the good things and the bad things. And this is what I love about what I'm seeing in our culture, like with Will Smith or with Jay-Z. The la- they made all these movies. You know, Jay-Z made all this music. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. But which was good because he was representing a culture that was really struggling. And to see a successful, you know, dude from Brooklyn, that was good. But it came to a place where Jay-Z said, I'm taking off the cape. You know, and he makes that album 444. You guys can check it out. <laughs> or Will Smith writes this book. My whole life, I've been feeling like a coward. And they come to this place of what I think, I think transparency is the greatest adventure. You know? Dude, Will Smith was crying in front of his kids, telling, reading to his kids his inner thoughts during the biggest mistakes of his life. (laughs) What? Dude. You know what the response was from his kids? (laughs) Will Smith was terrified, he said, to, to do this. You know what the response was from his kids? They almost jumped the table. Just love. Just love, man. You can't love a perfect person, like a perfect, a morally perfect. It's hard to love someone who always looks perfect all the time. So one, one Franciscan monk said, let's make it easy for each other. Let's let it all hang out. Let's show our mistakes. Let's leave that zit on my face for the day. <laughs> you know, who wants to see someone with a perfect face? It doesn't, <laughs> it's like, who wants to see that? But we all feel the pressure to have it. We all, dude. Someone was making fun of me for my, for my wrinkles. I'm like, I'm, luckily I'm to this point, I'm like, I earned these wrinkles, man. I lived in a village in Fiji for years, sleeping on the floor and getting burnt by the sun. I'm proud. These are hard-earned stripes. 
I'm like, why would I? They're like, those are scrow's feet or crow's feet. I'm like, I've never even heard that term. That's how like far away removed. I'm like, who cares? I'm old, man. It's awesome. It's who I'm on the human experience. So it's almost like, let's get to a point, you guys, where, you know, let's just rip it off. Let's rip it off. You know, I'm not saying, you know, to, you know, embrace sin. I'm not. I'm just saying that in 1 John, it tells us the formula. When the light can shine on it, it transforms. When we're known. So there's, I'll just say one last quote. This is really helping me in my life. It's easy to uh, just keep getting shallow relationships, you know? New girlfriend, new wife, new girlfriend, new wife. I think Will Smith's book inspired this thought. Will Smith hit a point where he said, I'm done getting, I just want to go deep. I want to be known, and I want to know you. And that's what he said with his wife. You know, I'm not saying he's perfect or whatever, but I'm inspired by that. I want my wife to know me. There's things I haven't told her, you know? There's things she hasn't told me. And I'm not saying, just hear me right, boundaries are critical for emotional health. You know, I'm not saying to go around and tell everybody everything. That is not what I'm saying. But do you have one person in your life that knows you? You know? One person, two or three, that knows you. You know, and I'm like, this is my babe. This is my spiritual companion. You know, we are together. She's the light of God in my life. And I have the, we, we did it the other week, like, I felt like I totally let her down huge. And I was like laying in bed like, Ugh, I don't want to tell her. You know, I just let her down huge. And, and I was like, just, just tell her, just tell her. And I got up and I told her. And you know what she did? She just grabbed me and we made sweetest intimate experience. <laughs> just being honest, dude. You know, anybody can, dude, anybody can get naked. But who can actually have connection? And intimacy, you know? That takes this. That takes, First John is not about being squeaky clean. It's not. It's, a, it's an announcement. My babe, you can come up here. Sorry for, after embarrassing us and everything. She's good. She's, she's all about it. But like, that's what I'm saying, you guys, is like, we have, like, as a community, as a family, as a culture, you know, what if we can do what God himself did, who left his position of power and became weak. When I look at the cross, this is stretching me. This is, when I look at the cross, I see unbelievable transparency, vulnerability. I see total vulnerability where Jesus, the one who is above all, can snuff anything out. He comes down. He would rather be killed than kill his enemies. Because he's not interested in winning a war. He's interested in seeing love take over. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, woo. That's, that's my mission. And just as, as we come into this last, last song, I love this phrase that Joe's going to sing. It talks about just let the waves crash over me. I don't know if waves are awesome for you or scary for you. Yeah, you know, I know for a fact, 
your guys' next step in life, to find what you're really looking for, you gotta be you gotta be you first. You gotta be real. You know? I promise, if you're feeling like there's a big friend um, wall in your relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, we're all dealing with this. If there is a big, if you feel very, very divided from someone in your life, you know, if you lower yourself, let your weakness show. It's, you can't fake it. You can't act this. It hurts. The light of God will cleanse it, transform it, and love will explode. Love will erupt in that relationship. It's not about winning an argument. Jesus could have won all the arguments. It's like, I just... Very... You know, it's very personal. Where is God asking you to take the mask off? With who? It's so scary, but the fruit is so amazing. Let's just stand and pray together as we go into this last time. And look, we'll just be respectful, like Joe's going to close it send you guys off. It'll be awesome if you want to hang out and just keep enjoying the music. If you need to write something down, it's like we first read. I think when God speaks, it's always for a practical reason. It's for, it can impact your relationship, so don't forget it. I know God has spoken something to all of us. Don't forget it. Let's put it to practice. Let's use it. Let's pray, pray together. God, thank you for just a little glimpse of who you are. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for this community. I know you're moving in all of our lives. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us right now? We lay down our fear, silence our pride, and we just invite your light to shine in these dark places pray there's somebody in our life we can share this with. And I pray, God, that somehow we could start a new, I don't know, a new, a new way of being real, of admitting weakness, admitting failure, sharing successes, celebrating together. You know, we're having a good day. That's awesome. We're, we're feeling crappy. I can say that. It's fine. <laughs> Give us the freedom, God. Set us free. And um, in these next few minutes, just do your work. Have your way in our hearts. And we say this in Jesus' name. Amen.